Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Surprise! My light mole. That's the worst surprise I've ever heard in my life. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, finally back together. Yep. Yes, sir. Is, is this... Because I, I wasn't here last week. Yeah. yeah. I feel like since it's been a new year, it's like the second time we've been all together. Or is that a lie? No, that's tr- that's true. Hey! I think, I think yeah. So much for more consistency. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so hope everyone's doing well. So far, so good. First Ooh. things first, a little story about on my way here. All right. So I bumped into a babes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> one that you know. One that I know. One that you know. Okay. This oh. is this a story about you, Peter. Well, snap. Oh, sweat. That can't be good. Peter, sweat. So, so, so I was, I was on this way here. I'm just wondering if this is gonna get edited out. I hope not. <laughs> I've made a note of the time. <laughs> No, but yeah, so we're so we just, just in, and then she was telling me about how Peter has said that, you know, he really wants to work on building back the relationship and the, 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 the friendship. And since then, he, she hasn't heard from me. And I was like, yep, yeah, that sounds like Peter. <laughs> she was like, yeah, that sounds like Peter. Which I thought was hilarious. Who was it? I'm not telling you. <laughs> this is what you, Peter. No, I should, no, because I did, like, um, I don't know if you guys would have seen it, but I was I was big on Still, I'm big on you know trying to build back f- those relationships with people. Yeah. And she said that she wouldn't let the fact that you got married be be an excuse to why you haven't. Oh wow! Was she at the wedding? Um, no, she wasn't. Plot thickens. Then do I care? <laughs> wow! No, 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 no. I'm gonna tell you said that. <laughs> well, I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. And the thing is, I'm sure there's like more than one person who Peter said, said this to. Mate. <laughs> No, there, there are people. <laughs> we went. I went to a wedding, a uh, friend's wedding at my old church recently. Well, I say recently, last year. And like someone, for whatever reason, we're at a wedding. You want to remind me that I didn't invite you to my wedding. And then the girl's like, "Oh yeah, no, you didn't invite us to your wedding." I was like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Nah, mate." Oh no, but who who was it? No, from uni. I'm not saying. Oh, for real? No, I'm going to let you stew and then when you realize... <laughs> I, I really won't stew. I'll forget about it. No, and, and, work out. And, and the problem is, if I tell you, there will be questions coming my way. <laughs> and I'm not about that. Anyway. Because no, if it's someone that I have said I wanted to work on the relationship with, then at least it's a reminder. You know, then you it should could have be, done it. Well, yeah, it could be God reminding me to go back and then you know work on that relationship. Okay, Especially if the person's mentioned it. That means... Mm, she was not impressed. Oh, okay. That's that's someone that maybe I should uh, I should work on, you know... I should work on it. Maybe you should, especially since it was you that said it. Yeah, because I meant it. Okay, anyway. we're wasting we're going around we're wasting minutes. Yeah. So we're gonna um, implement a new segment into the podcast. Oh, right off the bat. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. I, I thought it'd be a nice starter. Okay. All right. Um, I've decided to call it "Sorry Not Sorry." <laughs> okay. Because it's a that was a podcast episode as well. Oh uh, yeah, it was. It was yeah. <laughs> on the remix, yeah. Course, well, it was one that I wasn't here. Oh. And that was a good one, wasn't it? I think it was good, yeah, because you had a few ladies here and you were chatting the most nonsense, I remember. That was the one we were talking about his pride. I think so, yeah. 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 Not that we would know because he, he, he never <laughs> listens to the podcast. <laughs> That's what I, we were talking about your pride. Uh, yeah. Peter wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, well, were you there? Yeah, it was me and you and a couple of And a couple of ladies, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. At least one girl. Yeah. Because oh, you it? were talking about saying sorry to someone when you don't mean it. Just it was, I think peace. it was Angela and Angela's friend. I think so. I think it was Angela and Angela's friend. If I remember correctly. It might be Simmy. It might I think it was Simmy. Alright. Shout out to Simmy. Shout out to Angela. Anyway, so mm. so we're gonna have like a little game of, of apologetics where two of the furnace members will each ask 
the third member a question mm. and using the knowledge of the Bible, they have to yeah. come up with an answer. This might get a satisfactory answer. Have to defend. Yeah. Do you want to go first, Peter? Nah. Okay, I'll go first. Oh, so they're asking me the question. Yeah, like, so you yeah. Haven't, you haven't oh, set sorry. this up in any way. <laughs> sorry. I'll go first, Peter. So this week, Mo's in the hot seat. Mm. And this goes back to a conversation we had a few weeks ago about Adam and Eve and um, the, the the tree of life okay. uh, uh, knowledge mm. and, and, and like how God had to put it in there otherwise mm. he wouldn't be being true to himself. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So my question is, if God created the tree of truth and knowledge and that is what caused Adam and Eve to sin mm-hmm. and it had to be there because God had to create every, every, every possibility, mm-hmm. why wasn't there a tree to cancel out the effects of the the, 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 the tree of knowledge? Mm. That's an interesting question. I haven't, I've never thought about that. Um, I, I, I want to put out as well that the questions we have no idea. Yeah, they are coming yeah. or, who, or what they will be. Yeah, because so because like like in life, people come <laughs> with you with a question yeah. with no prep time for you. Yeah, so, so better be ready. Um, the reason I believe that there wasn't a tree to counteract that is because from what because I believe that God's commandment was what was counteracting that. God's commandment of not eating it. It's like the the tree okay. of mm-hmm. yeah. knowledge will give you the knowledge of good and evil, but there isn't an, a tree to make you forget, mm. if that makes sense. But why wasn't there a tree? That, that, because, that's, that's my question. Because I, I personally believe that even now when we know good and evil, we're still called to trust in God and walk not by sight, but by faith. And sometimes evil is um, circumstantial in that something that will be, some things are just evil. Like I'm not, I'm not going to say like some things are evil based on some situations. Some things are not evil based on certain situations. But the same way that the Bible says that if a person steals to feed his family, there's a different punishment than if they just steal just for the sake of it. But obviously, if they're caught in that act as well, then but it's, it's peak for you. But there's a sense in which they were living a life of trusting in God. They were living a life of relying on God to tell them what to do and how to act and stuff. And I believe that that is the immediate opposite from a life of self-dependence. It's a life of dependency on God. And so in living a life of dependency on God, we were, feeling, we were fulfilling the eating of the fruit of not knowing. And so even now when we do know good from evil, <coughs> the Bible still calls us to live a life dependent on God, dependent on the spirit of God. So where the one thing that has really been like, like rocking me recently is the reality that Old Testament goes, th- go judges and kings and chronicles goes through the patterns, repeated patterns of saying, and they did what was right in their own eyes. As is happening today. And it's just like, They'll have someone come up, show them what to do, and then they'll just drift back into doing what was right in their own eyes. And someone is one of my friends is doing a Bible um, Bible course with Hillsong actually, and they they were like one of the things that they were told was that um, the four hundred years the way, the reason the Pharisees had become so stringent on following the law was that because they were being punished for not obeying the law. The Pharisees were like, no, we need to make sure we obey the law to not fall into God's punishment. But in that emphasis on obeying the law, they made the law the thing in and of itself rather than a means to another end. 
they made the law the end itself. And so there's the balance between doing what is right in your own sight, in your own eyes, and being so lenient and dependent on the law. And that middle ground is being led by the spirit. Mm. And that's how Adam and Eve were living. They were being led by the spirit of God. But when they decided to do their own thing is when they started to lean on their own understanding. So, so you think there's no coming back from leaning on your own understanding? So I can't, yeah. So even if even so, if they were to eat from another fruit, it would still be leaning on their own strength to counteract the mistake they've just made, rather than trusting in God through the Messiah to undo what they have done. Mm. So it comes back to Jesus. And what's that when you give that appeal? I, I like it. I'll give it five. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. I think, um, yeah, yeah. And no, I think it makes sense. I never thought about that question before. Um, I, I think it definitely makes sense. Yeah. Marks out of ten. I don't think it really. Yeah, but if it makes sense yeah. and it fits, then because someone yeah. would definitely be able to challenge that and to bring yeah. out another point in this and that. And that's theology is a space where we can kind of discuss. Um, our notions of God and what we believe about God, ba hopefully based on the Bible. Mm. Um, and so there's always room for discussion. Mm. Okay. How, what would you give it out of 10? Because I know you had a number. <laughs> you had a solid two. <laughs> I have a seven in mind. Okay. I thought it was going to be What would have gone with the last three marks? Um, or are you just not feeling it? <laughs> I don't know. Because maybe there was a tree that, that they get to it, and God just made it so that they weren't like, able to. Mm. Well, not one that was recorded, I guess. Mm. Yeah, but well, they, they didn't re uh, record every tree that was in the garden. But God recorded they the recorded trees that the were necessary for exactly, us to Exactly, yeah. Which, which was two trees. Yeah. yeah. Those are the only two that's necessary for yeah, us Yeah, but, but there, would, there would have been more trees in the garden. Yeah. But those yeah. were the two that had specific effects on, well, regarding the tree. Because the tree of knowledge of good and evil, if they had eaten the tree of life after that, they would have been stuck in this fallen state which is why god kicked them out so i think those are only two relevant trees really okay okay <laughs> i hope he has got like a decent question for me that was a decent question <laughs> <laughs> that was a curveball yeah. <laughs> that was a curveball which is which is what people will throw at you sometimes i've got a decent question but it's yeah anyway let, let's just give it so how do you justify the genocide of like whole tribes, whole races of people um, under the direct um, uh, command of God, uh, especially in the times of Joshua, Moses, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Old Testament. Now that, that is something that I have considered a bit, mm. um, especially in like liberation and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that there has to be some contextual or historical um, relevance or insight yeah. into that where the general um, way of the land was one of war. Yeah. Was just one of like consistent war, persistent war, where even the Bible says that in the season when men go out, kings went out to war, mm. like fam, you had a season. Yeah. Like, there was a throws time, out like, here. You know, like that, like, oh, April's coming. Well, let's shop in our spears. <laughs> like, like th there was a season. Spring cleaning. You know, like that. Spear cleaning. <laughs> We're gonna go spring clean the other clans. Like, like literally, there's there was a season for this. And one thing that the Bible shows us is that God works through human history to bring about bring about His causes. Mm. 
mm. and his purposes. So he doesn't necessarily, he, even in working through human history, he erodes certain things gradually. So it isn't just he steps in and then wipes the slate clean, but rather he steps in and then set commands and then steers the people's hearts towards it. Mm. and steers the people's hearts towards the way of life that he wanted. And so when the, disciple, when the Pharisees asked Jesus about divorce, Jesus said, God permitted you to divorce because of the hardness of your heart. Yep. But that's not what he intended from the beginning. Mm. And so it's like God made a provision due to the way of the fallenness of man leading them towards what he wanted. And in Jesus, we've been led towards the image of this is what marriage is meant to be till death do us part. Mm. And that we are to love our brides as we are to love our partner. Husbands are to love their wives as husbands, as Jesus loves the church. Mm. And um, wives are to submit as the church submits. So it's like we've been given a perfect image. And so in Jesus, we've been brought into a different into a greater image of what God has been intending. And so it's not justifying that war is right, but it's that God worked through human conditions mm. in bringing about his purposes. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that, that is what, I know that for some will just be like, yeah, but he still directly decreed go and war against these people. These are the tactics you ought to use and blah, 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 this and that. Yeah. And again, it, it comes back very well for me or very much come back to that was the way within that time. And so even if we look at David, where he was a man of war, right after him, Solomon did not engage in wars. Mm. And it's like he was a man of wisdom and he was able to use diplomacy. He was able to use his wisdom to be able to work things about and to gain a name for himself and to work in a manner. And even if we look at the life of Jesus where they had expected him to be a conquering king, he came as a lamb to be slain. Mm. And so we see that trajectory. We see that trajectory where it's like God has weave things through human history using the way that humans are in order to bring about his purposes. Mm -hmm. Now, from our perspective and our standpoint, it hasn't been all good. And I can't deny and say, yes, let's just gloss it over. It hasn't been all good. But what we need to recognize is, firstly, who is man that he may question God? <laughs> Essentially. Mm. Secondly, it's like, God's plans and purposes are far greater than what we can ever plan, think, imagine that doesn't disregard human life. Mm. But at the same time, it has an impact on it. Mm. And so, yeah, that's, I was just like, that, yeah, that's, that, that would be it for me. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking at it from the perspective as well of <coughs> slavery. Mm. Some people used the Christian Bible an edited version. An edited version to justify their slavery, their, them enslaving people. Yeah. But yet still God brought about a means in which Christianity was spread to a people group. Um, like transatlantic um, trade meant that people were able to move into different places, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And the, the world we live in now is as a direct res like response to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, 
it was atrocious. Yes, things happened that shouldn't have happened. And yes, it is still fresh in the minds of some people. Mm. But it's almost like I'm convicted all things work for the greater good of those who love God and accord according to his purposes. And so that is a conviction that runs even through the pain and the hatred and the genocide. And I'm just like, I don't know how, but all things work for the greater good. Mm. Doesn't mean we should just sit back and let things happen like that. But at the same time, it means that even in working against it, we should trust in God that his purposes will still pan uh, pan through. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, mostly because it's the answer I think I know hmm. you would probably give. Um, it's the answer that I'd give um, as well because it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, good answer, Moses. Well done. Thank you. Pass. <laughs> pass, you know. All right, so let's get into today's episode. Right. A bit of a heavy one today. Oh no. Um, have you guys heard about what's happening in New York with these abortion laws? No. I heard something about it. About um, so you're allowed to get. Okay. Yeah. So in New York, a bill has been passed which allows babies to be terminated up to up to up to term. Yeah, full term babies are allowed to be aborted if it's deemed that the mother's well being is at risk. When you say well being, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's one thing. So right now, it's, it's, it's still very ambiguous as to what that, that means. means. And like the way the world for, for 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 this bill to even be passed in the first place, and where the world is, it seems to be going, it wouldn't surprise me if that meant if if, if the mother decides actually, I, f- I might feel a bit stressed. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. So <laughs> it's I thought that was wild. I didn't even, I, I didn't think that such a thing could even really. You didn't think it could happen. No. I thought that we that we as as a civilized people in quotations like Marx have enough morality to. But what is morality, like outside of the you know outside of religious definitions of the word? What is morality in today's day and age? Very similar to what Moses uh, alluded to was happening back in the time of judges. Morality is whatever you deem morality is, and if you are your own god and you deem you you design your own morality. That's as, you know, those definitions of morality will be as many as there are human beings on the mm-hmm. earth. Therefore, I, I, outside of religious institutions, because they have a standard that they measure against, that's mm-hmm. clearly defined. I have no, I'm not surprised. It's terrible, but I'm not surprised that a law such as yeah. this has passed. One thing. And one I don't think, about I, sorry, I was just going to say, yeah. I don't think this will be, the worst thing we yeah. see. One thing about morality that um, some religious groups benefit from is that <laughs> just have to put it out. The problem is you could have said that some churches <laughs> benefit from because only some churches <laughs> have a good definition of morality. Is that the um, the standard for your morality is external, and everyone is subscribing to this standard. And so when we're like, Jesus is the standard of morality or triune God is the standard of morality, everyone, everyone should be subscribing to that. But when it's left to individuals or people groups or communities, as Peter said, we, we have different standards of morality as much as we have essentially different people. For one person, stabbing another person is moral because you cussed my mom. Mm. 
For one person, stabbing another person is moral because you've got a knife on you. Simple as. Mm. So, <coughs> so you're completely right. And I think it's exactly what was happening. People mm. doing what is right in their oh, own nice. eyes. Yeah. It's just saying the same thing yeah. as people defining their own morality, which is what's mm. happening now. It, it's crazy. It's crazy because well-being could say, yeah, I think this baby's going to stress me out if he doesn't sleep. So you get to <sighs> nine months and you're able to. I ain't got money to buy a formula. That's gonna stress me out. That probably you know, it's gonna be a bit peak. Yeah. I guess I guess we'll have to see how it actually plays yeah. out. Yeah. To play white devil's advocate. I said the white devil. Because this is New York and I just imagine it's <laughs> white people. Um from the point of view of the secular individual, is this a is this a considerate um is this a considerate bill just considering that we're dealing with people that have or, or you know i'm saying for the person that doesn't believe in god or doesn't believe in um in the standard of mor- morality that we, we we do is this something that can be considered as being you know compassionate of their their plight i think so only because i um i feel like if you 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 saw well i think like most people if they saw um a pregnant lady Mm. and they saw her drinking or smoking that would make them feel away yeah because they're like you're pregnant yeah what what you're doing is 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 harming the baby Mm. which is like one thing i've never understood about about abortion Mm. as an idea it's I'm aborting this baby. I'm going to kill it because X, Y, Z. But if, and that's my choice to do, Mm. but if I want to stay pregnant and smoke and drink, suddenly it's a problem. Now, I I understand that. Mm. And I understand that from the perspective of if someone gives birth to a child and spends the next 18 years abusing the child, that child's life would have been better if they were adopted. Mm. If they had a different opportunity in life. <clears throat> so if, for instance, I would agree to someone giving away their child if they were not fit and capable of take, taking care of that child. But, I would see it as- But then how do you define not being? So like you're living on the street you don't have food, like that's, that's an extreme. Mm. Some people are like living in houses and stuff, but don't have the ability, whether mentally, whether physically, whether financially, they don't have the ability to do that. I agree with them giving that chance a better opportunity, hopefully with somebody else who has the opportunity to do that. Someone who might not be able to have a child or who, who's got the, the compassion in their hearts to be able to adopt a child. I don't agree with the person keeping a child and maltreating them. And it's the same thing with the abortion is is not the same thing actually because you're killing the baby but the thing is the the reason i can understand their perspective is if the baby is no longer there somebody else is not suffering harm due to your actions what if you're planning to kill the baby then you're planning to take the baby's life in total so the person is not going to suffer as a result they they're dead so it's okay to like smoke and drink if you're not planning to get an abortion no. In this case. No, no. If you're not planning to get an abortion, then that means you are consistently and purposefully harming the baby. Oh, no, but if you are planning to get an abortion. Then get an abortion before you do that. 
Because why should the baby suffer as you're before you get the abortion? Because maybe it's just not convenient time to have the abortion right then now. Then that's your problem. You need to get the abortion first. Well, not necessarily. Well, it, it, in, in this day and age, do you really? Because it's like, because some of some people's arguments is that I can do whatever I want so long as I'm not harming somebody else. Now I know that some people will argue in terms of is the baby living or at conception or at birth. That's another reason. That's another thing that people might argue mm. in terms of getting rid of full-term babies because they might argue that the baby is not technically alive until the baby's born. And yet, if someone kills a pregnant lady, that's double homicide. Well, double standards. Or, or double murder. Wow. It's is it? Standards. Yeah. Oh. If you kill a baby, yeah. That's interesting. That's, that's actually a thing. I didn't know that. That's, that's, that's double standards. Yeah. And okay, so before we go on, what's everyone's view on 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 abortion? You, okay, no, back question. No, actually, yeah. What you you think abortion? I've got is? two views. Okay. <laughs> I've got That's saying that like say something. <laughs> I've got two views. Okay. The view for the Christian and the view for the non-Christian. Okay, no, no, but I, I, I'm saying you. Yeah. What's, what's so that's that's my view is if you're a Christian, this. If you're not a Christian, that. I've got exactly the same. Well, I don't know if it's the same view, no, but I've got two, so my two view views is, as well. If you're a Christian. Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how things are, are going to pan out, trust in God. Mm. Trust in God and commit this baby's life and your life into God's hands. Mm. Regardless if like you don't have enough, blah, 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 this and that. I would implore you to trust in God mm. and trust that he will come through. If you're not a Christian, you've got bigger problems, mate. <laughs> you've got bigger problems. Yeah. So... In all honesty, if getting rid of the baby is going to make your life easier for now, do you? Because that is not the biggest of your problems. Mm. But if you're a... And it fundamentally comes down to, I can't impose my religious views onto you if you haven't agreed to adhere by them. Mm. Because if I do, I'm essentially preaching work-based righteousness. If you keep the baby, you're going to look good in front of God. No. Mm. And so I'm just like, yo, if you get rid of the baby, you come to Christ, you're convicted, you're remorseful, I believe God is still forgiving you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't believe that when you abort a baby, the baby goes to hell. Because God is a just God and God will not punish a life that hasn't sinned. So I believe that that life will still go to heaven. Mm. Oh, you, oh, you said something, I was going to ask a question. What do you say? So, yeah, if you're a Christian and you get an, ab an abortion, mm -hmm. will God forgive that? I believe God will forgive you, but I believe it's, it's a sense in which, <laughs> like, I believe God will forgive you. I believe it, it's a reflection on your current state in your faith in terms of not being able to push through. Now, I'm, I'm saying this because it's like, there are people who get pregnant after rapes. There are people who get pregnant after abuse and stuff like that. So, and I know that these situations can be very difficult to almost hold the baby and be reminded of the trauma you went through to f f during their conception. But I'll still challenge you to, to push through and trust. It's easier for me to say, because I haven't been in that position, but the con my conviction is trust in God. Like you've already trusted in God for your salvation. 
You trusted in that Jesus has died for you, that you may stand right before God. Trust in him that in him, God will not spare anything else for you, which includes your child. Mm. Anything to do with your situation, God will not spare it. Mm. And just dig deep and trust in him, knowing that by means of this, there's, there's a level of sanctification. There's a le- like God says he's going to give you beauty for your ashes. Like there is something that he's going to work through this. You never know your child might, he might, not, he might grow up to be a waste man. Like let's, let's be honest. But he, there's also the possibility that in God, he grows up to spark change. And that situation then, like you start, mini- and it's not even like just ministry wise or anything like that, but just trust in God. I'll just implore you to just trust regardless of the situation. So yeah, if you're on Jesus, trust. If you're not, you've got bigger problems. Peter? I, I was just thinking, it's not fun, because I have to agree. <laughs> I have to agree with everything so far. Um, I'll just add on to the the person that doesn't believe. Um, it then comes down to self-preservation, which is our basic mm. instinct as human mm-hmm. beings. So then my... And of course, the scenario I'm using is... I've met someone who is in this situation that wants to have an abortion. What am I telling them? That's the opinions mm. I'm giving here. Like Mo said to the Christian, that baby, regardless of the way they came. And like Mo said, again, cautious to not sound cavalier, cautious to not paint everything with a broad brush. But God gives the gifts of children. And thus, if you believe in him, he is giving you the child. Difficult as it may be, the... The simple answer is trust God. Um, to, this non, to the non-Christian, I would say, based on your understanding of what you need to do to keep yourself okay, I would, of course, present my views, present my religious views as well, because those you know, inform my life. However, it would come down to what's the best thing you can do for you at this point. And if you believe that's an abortion, I don't agree with it, but that's you. And I'd, you know, I'd support you in whatever way I can, um, but it's your decision to make. Mm. So, yeah, very similar. What's, your what, what's yours for the babes that you know you got pregnant? What? God forbid! <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was one time I was so scared. <laughs> I don't know if you no, that wasn't you. You prayed and God gave someone an STD, but then what? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had that power. (laughs) That's mad. There's an episode on it. Uh, It it wasn't as cut as dry, and you prayed and God struck someone with you know gonorrhea, but. (laughs) It, w- it was something similar. Yeah, it was something along the lines of either you wanted to break up with this yes, person. Yes, yes. Peter, don't tell the story. story what can I say? I'm afraid that's all get STD. Essentially. No. There was these babes who I was tired of. I didn't have to break up the relationship. And then she calls me and says, I've got an STD. Yeah. And I said, thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what I said, isn't it? Oh, and, and, and the beautiful thing about that is, it, it wasn't even me that said, you know what? I think we should tell the type of part. She was just like, you probably want to, you know, not see me anymore. I was like, you know, maybe we do need a, type, a bit of time apart. It's allowed to take it right. <laughs> I was such a pagan. <laughs> but God has redeemed me. He redeemed me. Amen. 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 <laughs> I can't amen that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't read. Amen, my redemption. All right. What anyway. Said, yo. <laughs> so, the girl that you said you nearly got pregnant? That's different. Oh, my days. <laughs> he's outing you today, bro. bruv. The I didn't even know about that one. Bruv. 
What you were saying her period was late? Hey! <laughs> Bro. Mm. It, w- it wouldn't have been ideal, but if she had got pregnant, I wouldn't have told her to abort it. Only because um, I believe in self-responsibility. Like, mm. if, if you get someone pregnant... You take care of it. Yeah. Mm. And that's why you have the rules. Rule number one, never have sex, never have sex without condom. Rule number two, um, don't have sex with someone you can't see yourself having a baby with. Rule three, don't break rules one and two at the same time. Okay, you're sorted. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, one, I don't believe in abortion. Um, would I ever tell anyone not to get an abortion? I don't think it's my place. Um, except maybe if I'm the one that got the girl pregnant. But even then, I, I want to uh, yeah. But yeah, so just make sure you're getting the right kind of girls pregnant. <laughs> um, but I don't think I agree with your whole thing of um, they've got bigger problems. Okay. In the sense that... They technically no, do. No, 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 they do, but... I don't think that's an excuse as to why they should, why you, you wouldn't tell them not to get an abortion, okay. or tell them to get an okay. abortion. Okay. Kind of like if someone said, fam, I want to go stab this person. Um, if you told like, like, like a non-Christian who, who said to you, I want to stab this person, you wouldn't you be stab saying, this person. yeah, I want to stab this person. You okay. wouldn't say, fam, you've got bigger problems <laughs> than whether not to stab this person. I hate No, but he, I, well, okay, I'll let you speak for yourself. I hate yeah. and... I, I see I see where you're coming from. Now, in terms of the person who's going to go stab someone, he's got the law against him that he needs to adhere to. And so, if you if, if you tell me about to stab someone and you stab the person, I'm obliged to snitch. I'm just letting you know. I'm obliged to snitch. Okay, let's say, okay, let's not make it something. Let's say... Yeah, let's, let's make it like, I want to fight this person. No, let's say you, you wanted to... Um Cheat, cheat on your significant other. I'll tell him no. Even if he's not Christian. Even if he's not Christian. If they've got an open relationship. Oh, if he's got... Then, that's then not it's not cheating. cheating. <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry. The reason I'll tell him what I'll tell him no is fundamentally because it's... I'll be... Again, as Peter was saying, I'll be like, yo, from my point of view, don't do that. Like... If you want... If, if the relationship's not going well, blah, 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 just, just dead it. Mm. Just dead the relationship, but maybe cheating might spice things up again. Your waste man. <laughs> I've heard that argument. I've heard that argument. Like just dead it. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen that. I've heard that argument. And it, it's it's a case in which I'll just say just just dead it because you're hurting someone's and and it's like you're hurting someone who's then going to have to live on with that hurt. And I think that's that's my main thing where it's just like it's, it sounds bad, but when you abort a child, the baby's life is ended. There's no more pain or suffering afterwards. But they may not have been pain or suffering afterwards. They may because because once the baby's born, the, the person might think actually I want this baby. Well, you you're a pagan. You should have thought about that. But the case in which it, it, the situation is that because I know I am I am convinced that this baby will wind up in heaven. This baby will wind up in the presence of God. So I'm like, even if you kill this, per- this baby's life. If you take this baby's life, they are not going to suffer as a consequence in terms of eternity and hell, blah, blah, blah. You are going to have to live with that consequence afterwards. Mm. And so it's something that you have to deal with. And it's a case in which, as a parent, when you find out that you're, pre- you're pregnant, 
there's a due date there's an expectation there's like things that your body goes through and just because you get rid of the baby doesn't mean that stops your body will still go through those changes to a certain degree and i've i've seen people who have gone through this and the due date has come and it's affected them emotionally and psychologically to the point where they're just like, what would have happened to this baby if they were here? And that's something that you're going to have to live through, but your baby is not suffering currently. And I think it's the, per the perpetuation of suffering that I'm against. If, you're, if the baby is still within your body and you're smoking and you're drinking, you're perpetuating suffering, which might linger after the baby's birth. There'll be things that a baby might have to live with simply due to your selfish actions. But I think that there are cases where this whole suffering argument can be used as an excuse. So, so, so people use that as an excuse not to step up and do a right by this life that you brought into the world. And I agree. I do agree with that. Um, again, it, it really just comes back to, back to what is your moral compass? Like your moral compass will will ultimately determine the decisions you make. If your moral compass was your parents who didn't care about you, you don't know that level of care for your offspring. And so your environment will definitely shape your moral compass. As I said, if you're a Christian, <coughs> hopefully the Holy Spirit is shaping your moral compass, which should steer you away from it. And if you come to me, mate, I'll be saying, yo, like, how can we justify this? Mm. Biblically, how can we justify this? Are we going to trust in God? Regardless of whatever condition the baby's going to be born in, regardless of whatever, like, I will wholeheartedly implore you to keep the baby, but I'll still say at the end of the day, it's your decision. Mm. If you're not a Christian, I wouldn't, I was, as Peter was saying, I'll let you know my views but at the same time, I won't impose them onto you from the perspective of I don't want to present work-based righteousness. So you'd impose them on a Christian? Hmm? You'd impose them on a Christian? I will not impose my views on them. I will impress their convictions on them. And if they have no convictions? Then I'll say pray about it. If you feel God saying, kill the baby, do you? And you've got said someone, yeah, kill the baby. Yeah, I said it before. Abraham. <laughs> Every time I think about that story, I'm like... Well, one, Isaac wasn't a baby. He wasn't. He was a big man. He was, he was a big man. Yeah. <laughs> he was in his teenage, teenage years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> how how do you move on from that? You're th have you seen the, the, the family guy skit on that? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. So basically, yeah, you see them walking up and then you see them coming back down. <laughs> And then Isaac's holding the, the planks here, and he looks at his dad and goes, "What the f was that?" <laughs> Someone, uh, I think it was uh, Pastor Joseph Prince or something, that pointed out that after that discourse, and you see Isaac ask the dad, "Where is the lamb?" Mm. You don't hear from Isaac again until he's married. <laughs> it's like, I stop talking to his dad. Like, yo, you tried to kill me. I just imagine, I justify that so much in my head, like, this can't be the voice of God. This is unprecedented. Blah, blah, blah. And just, yeah, anyway. But then that's when they say Abraham had the great faith. He did. He believed that his son would be resurrected, isn't it? He yeah. believed that his son yeah. would be resurrected. So. Do you guys think you have that, that, that level of faith in God? I don't, I don't want to test it. I don't want to find <laughs> out. <laughs> there, there are times where I pray, God, I don't want to find out if I have faith for this. Like, just please help me out. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, um, I believe that, I've been called to 
leave so much and I have. And I, I say I don't say this to be like I've sacrificed my life for God. No, because I, I hate the notion of Christian sacrifice simply because if what you're earning has way more value than what you're letting go of, it's not a sacrifice. Mm. And so for you to say, I've sacrificed my career for God, that means essentially you valued your career more than God. Jeez. Or at least there was a point where you sacrificed it more than God. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what I am gaining is far more valuable than what I'm losing. So I don't see it as a sacrifice. I see it as I'm letting go of what I can't keep to hold on to what I can't lose. But by virtue of that, then you would say Abraham didn't make a sacrifice. So, or he wasn't prepared to make a sacrifice. So basically, with that, um, Paul Washer. Don. Angry Don. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped, he dropped, he dropped some knowledge and I was just like, rah, I've never mm. thought about like that, where Abraham idolized Isaac to the point where in his heart he was vying for the same position that God held. Is that biblically backed? That's and what it, I was going to ask because... And it's from, it's from the perspective of God made Abraham lay down his idols. Like Ab- uh, Isaac was the promise of what was to come. And it was a case in which after the son came, there was a fulfillment of that promise and he had placed his hopes in the fulfillment of that promise, which was the son. And God was like, lay that promise down. And he, had, he then had to shift his faith, not in that. He said, even if I slay him, God, God can bring him back. Mm. And so there was that shift in a sense of, I'm laying down everything that I have of value. Mm for this God that I value more than this. Yeah. And so, even if it's not biblically backed, I still see the wisdom in it. In I definitely see of, the wisdom in it, yeah. In the sense yeah, I definitely of, see like, the wisdom in it. he was called to lay down his most valuable possession. And I think, like, God, the way God, God worded it, he said, Isaac, the son that you love. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it could, that, it could yeah. lean towards yeah, that yeah. idea, definitely. And yeah. so, um, so I, I believe it was a sacrifice if it was an idol. Okay. So when God causes us, so for some people, at one point, your career was more important than God. Mm-hmm. And so laying that down was a sacrifice. But then you, as you grow, as you mature, you start to realize that what I am receiving is way more valuable than what I'm losing. And so it becomes less and less of a sacrifice. It's almost like, oh, cool. Don't do, cool. I'll just put this down. Let's go. More so than, oh, God, but I still want to do this. But I think then, I think the sacrifice, the word sacrifice more applies to your, the experience of letting this thing go. So though though I recognize that, by virtue of the logic, I recognize if I'm letting something go in receipt of something greater, Mm. then I'm not really losing. Mm -hmm. However, the experience of having to let it go, that's where I see the sacrifice. Yeah, okay. If that makes sense. So that's think if something is easy to let go, then you're you're really sacrificing. Well, I I think that's the... I I believe as well, there's a notion in which we are called to live with open hands. And so anything that's placed in our hands, we're not holding on to tightly, but we're living in a manner that God can take it out without us flinching. So entrusting our lives into God's hands okay. and knowing that anything he gives us, he can take. God gives and, and the Lord takes, but blessed be his name. But, but then, you see, I feel like that denies a human experience. It, not, 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 I don't think that's what you're trying to yeah. say, but yeah. I feel 
the concepts as described kind of denies the human experience because in as much as I recognize that everything in my hands, I should be ready to let go at, at mm-hmm. God's core, just as Job uh, did. In the story of Job, he does he's, lament. He's, he does wrestle. You know, and so. that's that. the open hand, is, I said, God is calling us to live like that. Mate, uh, we don't live like that. And mm. I would argue that Job didn't give it over. It was taken from him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> he had no choice. He, did, he, he had no choice. Yeah, he willingly. Yeah, 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 right. And you're it's right. like, yeah, it, it's a case in which it's a journey in which we get to release our hands slightly in order to live like that. Mm. Um, and so there will be that notion. But the reason that I dislike the notion of sacrifice is that it almost puts us on like a pedestal almost where it's just like, I have sacrificed this. Mm. It's like, no, God, thank you. I've, I've, yes, it's been painful. But what I'm gaining is more. Mm. I like, as Paul says, like forgetting everything that has passed, I press forward. Mm. Mm. And so it's like, yes, I had to let go of this job. Yes, I had to do this. Yes, I had to do that. But you know what? I'm going to press forward. Mm. I don't know what's next. I don't know what, w- what my life would have been like if I had taken that job, if I had done this, if I had not done this. But I'm just going to press forward. Trust me. So that's, that's, why I, that's why I personally dislike it. I know that there is the human element and there is there is that genuine sense of loss. But I believe that God is our comforter. Mm. And I, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. And it's like, there's reassurance and the joy that is laid up before us. The joy that's laid up before us, we need to go through suffering mm. in order to get it. Like persecution is the only thing promised to the church and heaven afterwards. But yeah. What do you, you guys say has been the hardest thing you've had to give over to God? <laughs> So I, I think my I think I've said before that my relationship with God is one where I try to always be in connection. So I found that there are times where if I feel like um, I might be tested on something, I'll be very honest with God and I'll be like, I might fail this test, so please don't <laughs> test me. <laughs> so <laughs> there have been times like that. So I don't, I don't know if I feel God only tests us in as much as we are capable of like he doesn't give us more than we will bear he, he won't mm-hmm. test us beyond the limits of our understanding of him our rela- our yeah, reliance okay. on him yeah. that that's what yeah. i mean yeah not i knew you were gonna <laughs> <laughs> i mean you've had a lot of theological discussions that, with someone yeah that defense like they that can they preempt <laughs> your qu- yeah yeah but um i think yeah so the things that he's tested me on I've been at a level where I'm relying on him enough to get through them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And that's where it's not so much a a, a terrible, terrible loss because God's my comforter and mm-hmm. I know that I'm receiving from him. So I don't really have a real a real significant thing to say, you know, if thingy because the things that I've felt I if if I lose I, I might, you know, I've been honest about. And, you know, eventually God's turned my heart. One was my car. I felt I was going to lose. Like, I felt like something was going to go wrong with it. And I was like, oh, do I define myself by my car? And I really like this car. And I don't want to let go of this car. Would you like to share what car you have? Just no, just, just no, the brand. Just the brand. No, there's no point. There's no point. It's a burgundy car. <laughs> <laughs> and so I literally I literally pray that, God, if, if I lose this car, I might feel a way. So please just don't let me lose this car. And at the time, it was this was earlier on. This was when I first got it. Okay. Um, 
And I didn't lose the car. Now, I don't really care. But I love the car. I still love the car, of course. But I don't really care. Um, if God wants to take it, he can take it. Um, but yeah, it, it's... <laughs> I hope that doesn't extend to your marriage. No, obviously, it's a car. But no, like, I feel where where God has decided to put me through something, I've mm-hmm. been at a level where I know to rely on him. And yeah. thus, it's never really as bad as it seems. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like... For the past three years, like God has put me in a place where there's been an intentional stripping away of things. <laughs> I was going to say, he's tested you a lot more. <laughs> um, there's been an intentional stripping away of things um, where I quit a, not lo- like, not like a well-paying job, but a decently paying job where the family was good. A steady serve, paying job. A steady paying job to, to be where I am now. And it's literally like um, pay was slashed by about half, um, and it's and just literally just stripping me of the. Because as a husband, I wanted to be in a place where it's like husband and a father. I wanted to be in a place where it's like I I can provide for my family. But now I'm very much like well, <laughs> we we ain't got it. So what what do we do? Mm. Um, my wife has quit. I thought she got given a managerial position, turned it down, because we believe that's, that's where God was leading us. And it's a place where it's like, we, on paper, we're doing so bad. Like, paper-wise, it's, it's all a myth. But practically, we haven't enjoyed this amount of joy, connectivity, and just union with God before. Mm. like outside of this place and so as I said the past three years serving serving in a place where I don't necessarily <coughs> I didn't feel um, valued <coughs> well, now there's still some what's this place Moses? <laughs> serving in a place where I didn't feel valued <laughs> currently there's, there's there's a tussle there's like there's no sense of purpose there's no sense of drive that there's just a sense of I'm just here to get paid um, but still feeling like God is saying no I've called you here to serve and so still digging deep and still trying to serve. And it's just, yeah, there's, I just feel like <coughs> God has intentionally put me in a place <coughs> where I am being stripped, where I can learn to live with that open hand for the place where God is going to take me because I believe it's going to be needed. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I believe the past three years and I still am going through it now is a place where like a lot has been, t- I've had to give up a lot. And that's why I'm very much in a place of, if I see it as a sacrifice, please believe I'm going to go out and go get it myself. Mm. But if I remind myself that what I'm getting in return <coughs> is way more valuable than what I'm letting go of, I can, I can, I can trust in God and, and stand firm. Mm. Yeah. How about yourself? I think just, just as an addendum to that, because if I'm being totally transparent, there's been times where I've thought, am I giving up enough? Because I, I look at, like you said, you know, I look at, I look at how you live your life and how you live in total dependence on God. And like, there have been times where I've questioned, like, am I truly dependent on God, or am I, have I like slightly put some hope in plans that I have in place mm. that I try and force? And there was a time where I was like, should I just quit my job? Was that because of me? <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was literally like, should I just quit my job and like? go and do missions or something like you know like live 
live in in a place where I force myself to be totally. Don't do it. <laughs> God was like, God was like, are you Moses though? <laughs> like, Peter, what's that hardship so bad? <laughs> you know, you know. God, God's just like, stay in your lane, fam. Stay in your lane <laughs> before you go and do something, and then you lose your salvation because you've just like completely got mm. angry with me. And you know, when you've gone and put yourself in a situation that I haven't, I haven't built you for. So it's just like. I think and this is what I'm talking about leadership of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Where it's like, yo, don't do it. Bro. So anyway, what yeah, was your what, Yeah. Of course it's the babes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was do like, I should have known. I should have known that. I should have known. Yeah, I've had to give up with so many babes. <laughs> but jokes He's aside. laughing, but you can you can Before there was pain, there's, there's not pain anymore. Because um, you're used to it. It's, 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 it's not even getting used to it. It's being real and saying, okay, this babes, it wasn't the right one. Mm. So why try to hold on to her more um, for, for knowing that down the line, she's mm. going to be gone. Mm. Do you know what? In reflection on that, I remember when we first had the conversations about Robert leaving the babes. You could, you could sense, even though he was typing on WhatsApp, mm. you could sense the pain, like... You can sense it, but now mm. there there seems mm. to be a lot of growth, a lot of maturing. Yeah, yeah. and I think that of, yeah, yeah. And, and I feel that because I'm more <laughs> focused on God's will and doing the best I can for God, I am very, I'm very much aware of the kind of person I'd want as my babes mm. because of where. I think God is trying to take me. Mm. So you can't just mm. have any babes. No. And it's, it's, it's better to have no babes than the babies that will hinder you. <laughs> that's you know biblical. What, yeah? That is biblical. Fam, better to be alone than to have a wife that's a dripping tap. Yeah. Like, what? That's a dripping tap. Yeah. Um, and, you know and because of that, there have been babies that have come along. I've, I haven't even given them time of day. I was so happy with myself. Oh, my days. I could tell you the story. <laughs> There's a, there was a guy that I was having a conversation with and he was saying how um, his babes is meant, uh, like babes are um, assignment orientated. And so like your babes is meant to be someone who like um, helps you along with your assignment. But after that, it's like purpose done. I'm looking at him like, what? <laughs> what? So what? Gosh. Like she's your secretary or something? <laughs> just take my notes and just keep it moving. That's why you're still saying It's just like, what are you? Yeah, it's yeah. So I, a babes, whether you're a woman looking for a babes and a guy, or a guy looking for a babes and a woman, it's a companion for life. Nah, babe, babes is female only. You can't, you can't be used as a guy. Babe, <laughs> most trying to be, most trying to be all inclusive. <laughs> Correct. Well, I, th- I thought you were referring to lesbians, and I was like, okay, but then you didn't say the gay aspect, and no, I was like, wait, just, what's going on? Just, just politically correct. Mm. So if you're looking for that spouse, mm. you know, your beloved. Mm. So, someone's made a song to Solomon, your beloved. Um, the person isn't just to fulfill a role, but that's a life companion. Yeah. 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 Mm. Oh. Um, any rounded up comments? No, no, I'm good. Uh, and my round comment is, yo, 
be you led by the spirit. Oh, no, oh, no, we're going to. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've planned this out. Uh, be led by the spirit in what you're giving up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's madness. Yeah, it's true. Fam, just what's, what, what one person has sacrificed doesn't mean you'll get the same resources <laughs> if you it. sacrifice. Stay, the, stay, the, stay in your lane. Very, the very thing is, is that the reality is not everyone's called to this, like, called to live the same life not mm. everyone's called to the same areas not everyone's called what you're going to sacrifice is going to be relevant to you mm. that's why it's going to be mm. your sacrifice mm. what not I mean not you sacrifice what you're going to have to let go of it's going to be relevant to you for some people it's letting go of notebooks for some people they're like oh what's that but I it's like hate to give up notebooks exactly we've got one person who hate to give up notebooks mm-hmm. their, their thing might be stop using notebooks and start using a tablet you know that that being said uh funny story so i've um I've, i have this god journal that i've been using for like the past three years because i haven't been consistent with it <laughs> <laughs> so this year i said to myself you know what yeah i'm going to get a new journal because this one it was way too big i'm never going to finish it but so so i bought it and I felt God convicting me. He <laughs> <laughs> was saying, don't start that one. <laughs> I said, but look, this one, there's so, there's so, many, there's so many spaces in between the entries. Sometimes it's like five months, <laughs> two weeks. And then and I said, look, here's my plan about how I'm going to be consistent with this one. And he said to me, and if, and if, you can, if you can be consistent in the new one, be consistent in the old one first. Mm-hmm. I, couldn't, <laughs> I, Bro, I couldn't argue with that. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, as soon as I heard this is my plan, I'm like, that's your first mistake. <laughs> That's your first mistake. Well, That's what I'm learning anyway. So yeah, plan. <laughs> just learn, just learn. Let allow God to direct you to what to, what to let go of, yeah. and don't try not to beat yourself up because you perceive someone letting go more more than you. Because mm. it's like, yeah, that it just means that person will have more problems than you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, so yeah, but. Mm. Yeah, that's. I think that's that's just my last nugget. Cool, Leo. Cool. Let's do hookups then. Can I go first? Yeah. J Monty no, testify. No, no. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> my hookup is J Monty. Since you heard it first, um, nah. There's a there's a rapper. Um, I followed him since day, um, and I think I may have given his hundred bars. I may have given that as a as a hookup before. But he's got a new a new song out called Testify. I think it's Testify Part Three, um, and it's just just bars, just bars. If you like rapping, and he says sensible stuff as well. Mm. And I like this thing that he's uh, adopted, which is something I saw first. But um, Toby Niwigwe, who I um, hooked up. A few things ago, where they write the words down as well. Mm-hmm. So even if you can't hear it, you can follow it visually yeah. and hear what they're saying. And yeah, mm-hmm. guys, just dope. So and check it out. You know they've actually got something to say. Yeah, yeah, subtitles. yeah, yeah. So um, I wonder how mumble rappers would do that. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. So um, check him out, uh, Jane Monty. Uh, Testify Part Three. You can find it on YouTube. Follow the guy. Give yeah, follow him on Spotify. Like. Yeah, shout out. Right, Moses, you want to go next? Yeah, mine is going to be simple and short, yeah. Simple and sweet. Pineapple juice. My hookup for the week. <laughs> pineapple juice. Pineapple juice I gave you. Pineapple juice you gave me. This is, I'm not going to say the brand, but what I'm going to say is, yeah, for the married couples. Mm. I've heard this. If your wife. Have like, you tried it? Yes. <laughs> if your wife. <laughs> 
if your wife is not against pineapple juice, it's too much information, man. Get her pineapple juice. That's all I'm saying. Get her pineapple juice. Get her pineapple yeah, juice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can, for the you guy. Can both, you no, can no. The guy. Well, I've heard it was for the I've ladies. Heard, I've heard yeah. I've heard it was for the for the ladies. I've heard it was for the ladies. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hey, Simon. Okay, so yeah, if for the married couples, pineapple juice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My hookup this week is a YouTube channel. Cinecom.net. Huh? Sin- Cinecom, so S I N no C I N E C O Cinecom. Okay. Cinecom C I N E C O M dot net. Okay. Yep. And um, so they do this thing on Fridays where they will pick like 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 an effect from like a movie or music video and show you how you can recreate it yourself. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. So they've done oh. stuff like. Um, like night callers, like poofing from here to there. Mm. They're showing how you can like run in slow motion, like Quicksilver did in in his in his, in, in, in that X Men Days of Future Past. One one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. And what they they're showing you how to do this in software. Yeah, software. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think they, they use um, Premiere Pro. So like, so like, so, so, so like, like how to levitate, mm, how mm. to punch like Thanos, and okay. And there was one like one really cool one they did for a Maroon a Maroon Five video. Okay. Girls like you, where, where basically it's 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 like a rotating room, but then every time like it, it comes to someone's back, like a, a new person pops out. Okay. I'll show you afterwards. It's it's it's, it's a really cool effect. Mm. But yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. Kind yeah. of a new format. Mm. Um, I think I like this whole just having like a long talk and then and then topping topping and tailing tailing it with uh, with some hookups. Yeah, tell us mm. what you think, guys. Mm. Oh, and if you have any questions you want to ask us during our sorry not sorry. Yeah. Put us to the test, <laughs> but not me. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Rudin uh, for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Shout out. You can find us on Twitter at the UK. Email us at tbsfurnace.hotmail.com. You can find us on all good podcast websites and apps. Search for the Blacksmiths Furnace with an apostrophe. Yes, at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacksmiths Furnace with no apostrophe. 66 is coming out today. No, yesterday. Tomorrow. tomorrow, no, it came out yesterday. Because this, this is going out tomorrow, so six six schools. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. It's uh, coming out today. Uh, stay woke. Stay woke. You know, it comes out on Sundays. It gets uploaded on Sundays, but it gets published on Monday. Ah, so yeah. by the time you finish listening to this, sixty six is out. Mm. So go and watch that first episode. What's yeah. it about? Principles of study. It's just guidelines that I use when I study. Um, so it will guide what we talk about in as we go along and why I make certain decisions. So you haven't actually gone into into it yet. I mean, it's very there's biblical verses all over the place, but we haven't got into the proper chronological. Have study you are taking year. your time. It's it's beautiful. All I'm saying is, yeah, brace yourself. It's about forty five minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> Bring snacks. <laughs> Bring snacks. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blow. Looking. <laughs>